But right now, Buse, standing ovation for the young lady alongside us, just back from the World Under-23 Kayaking Championships, where she finished top six in the world. Let's give it up a boy boy for Gemma Smith, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. Oh, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, pleasure to see you and uh, well done. So top six in the K1 1000 and also the K1 5 kilometre race. Uh, how do you reflect on your performances? Yeah, no, I was really happy with how I performed over in Hungary. It's, it's always such a big learning curve going over there and racing, you know, such strong European countries that are typically, you know, so dominant in the kayaking. So to come away with two, six, two top six um, places, yeah, I was really happy. Your, your 1,000 race at about the halfway stage, the commentators were talking about what a performance it was from the Aussie paddler in lane nine. So you may be around equal third at that point, but a fingernail off the minor medals. And there was a real standout paddler from Hungary, Amis Kolhani. Tell us about her. Yeah, she was absolutely phenomenal. She was so dominant across all of the racing in the 1,000, and she also won the 5K. So she was incredible. Um, she actually went over in the Open World Championships over in Hungary and won the 5K over there and got second just just behind the Australian Ali Bull. So she's had such a strong strong season. And, um, yeah, to race against the likes of her really puts you in your place when she's so, so strong. Yeah, beautiful technique and, uh, you know, really powerful and in front of a home crowd too. So a lot of expectation for her. Hey, uh, you know who's here? Uh, kayaking expert is alongside us, <laughs> yeah, 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 Michael yeah. Butner. So, Jem, obviously going over there and competing the way you did, what do you need to do now or, or what can you work on uh, to improve uh, your, you know, what, what, you know, what your future looks like in terms of your, your kayaking and, and whatever else and, you know, future events that are coming up? Yeah, it was really, I learned a lot actually going over on this trip and just before we actually went over and raced, we did a bit of a training camp over in Hungary in one of the regional towns for two weeks and going over there and then reflecting upon my um, performances, I've really, I know I've got to get a lot stronger, a lot more powerful and really improve my speed off the line. That's typically somewhere where I tend to get left a little bit behind. And um, yeah, I was lucky I was racing over those sort of long distances, the 1,000 and the 5,000, which yep. typically suit me a bit better. But to be competitive in the kayaking, I need to be able to increase my speed over the shorter distances like the 200 metre and the 500 metre races. So it, It's funny you say that because in surf life saving here in Australia, you normally blast the opposition away along with Ali Bull, like when you're racing in the surf. Just back to your 5K race, could you share with our listeners, so... You've done incredibly well to finish sixth in the field when you had a couple of little mishaps that really cost you. Tell us more. Yeah, it was the first time I've ever done one of the 5K races and I wasn't really sure what to expect going into it, but I definitely learned a lot. Um, everyone goes absolutely ridiculously quick off the start, which I sort of wasn't anticipating, but, you know, I went out as hard as I could and sort of everyone comes together to sort of turn that first um, turning marker before you head back down the course and, yeah, had a little bit of a mishap, sort of misjudging my turn around that boy and that really cost me. So just any little mistake like that, if you give that sort of front pack that little breakaway, it's so hard to catch back up. Yeah, at the time I think you were maybe fourth or fifth, but you're only a couple of boat lengths off the leader, so... Yeah. What, what sort of time, Gemma, are you doing for this 5K kayak? Uh, I think I ended up just doing uh, just over 23 minutes. Yeah, gotcha, so, okay. Yeah, yeah, you're moving pretty quick. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you must be overjoyed uh, watching your cousin, Fletcher Armstrong. He's been away for a long time, and now he's on the dais at a World Junior Championships. Tell us about that K4 boat. 
Yeah, it was so incredible for Fletch to have such a good performance. He's been away for so long in the open kayak team and then backing it up for the under-23s. And their K4 crew, you know, there's um, a, an Olympic gold medalist in the crew with Tom Green. So it's fantastic just for him to be able to race with those kinds of athletes. And, yeah, to put such a strong performance together, it was a really, really tight race, but they ended up with the bronze medal. And to see him get up there on the dice was really, really special. Yeah, yeah, I love that race. And, uh, again, they're, they're up against, you know, powerhouse nations from Europe. I think Poland won that race. You might have heard the noise in the background. Yes. So uh, both teams are out there. They're shaking hands. And uh, this should be a, a fantastic clash to open the day. Hey, Jim, can I ask a question about the K4? So Tom Green's in seat one. So he's an Olympic gold medalist. He's going to set the tempo. I think Noah Havard, so he's the Australian Open single ski champion in surfly saving. He's in seat four. How do they decide where Fletch is in seat two? How do they decide two and three? Yeah, it is. It's really a lot of the time. It's a lot of trial and error. So when they get over there and they've been racing um, in that K4 without Tom um, for the Open World Championship, so they've gotten used to sort of following each other. So I think they wanted to keep those back seats sort of the same because you got sort of get used to the person's rhythm and how to follow their technique in front of you. And then they've just slotted Tom in because he's had you know a lot of race experience, especially in team boats in um, K2 and K4. So to slot him in the front and having that sort of level-headed composure, um, Fletch just was able to slot in exactly behind him. And he's really good at following so yeah it worked out really well for yeah them. so proud of him they're a, they're a team that are building beautifully for paris in a couple of years time but uh, Gemma, i want to touch on you touch on how you want to improve your strength what does that mean for you is that time in the gym is it more time in the boat uh you know building that strength or that endurance in the boat or is it a combination of the two it is a combination of the two for me it's probably getting in the gym a lot more um a lot of these girls have been in the gym since they're you know in their early teenage years where me i've sort of only really done proper gym specific for kayaking for probably the last 18 months yeah right okay so i've got a lot of sort of catch up to do in that area um, but also you can improve a lot in the boat as well. Um, so for me, you can put like heavy resistance on your boat so you get a lot more load on your paddle, that kind yeah, of thing, yeah, okay. to sort of increase your strength on the water. So there's a lot of things that I'll be able to do, which is yeah, encouraging. Hey, Gem, uh, we also need to talk about a young girl from Evoca. And Butes has been saying on this show, there's something in the water. There has to be. Yeah. There has to be. There's too many good kayakers out there. I don't know what it is. There's a young girl, Natalia Drobot, and she comes home. So you guys are in the under-23 level. I think she's under-18. This young girl, so she's already on the Paris 2024 squad for emerging talent. I think last year she was named Paddler of the Year by Australian Canoeing. And now she's come home with a couple of minor medals from the World Championships. Just incredible. It is. She performs so well over there and, you know, she's been improving so so much over the last couple of years. But to see her to pull together those performances over at Worlds, where she got third in the individual K1 200 metre. Um, and then also she teamed up with a young guy from the Sydney Northern Beaches, Harrison Torrens, in the mixed K2 500 metre. It was so incredible to see them do so well. Uh, can I just say one thing, Beauty, before you yeah, ask yeah. the next question? You could see afterwards just how how thrilled she was like the golden smile from this young lady and what I love too in the K1-200. So it's her first big international meet and she's alongside the European champion. But you know what? She just took it to them. And I reckon with about maybe 100 metres to go or 50 metres to go, 
she was almost in the gold medal position. Yeah, she came home so strong, which over a 200-metre race is so hard to do when you're going out so quick and you've just got to try and hold on to the speed for as long as you can. But, yeah, I think they were lucky it wasn't a little bit longer because she was coming home like an absolute steam train. So, yeah, she was an incredible race and to put that together in her first big international competition was amazing to watch. So after being away for three weeks, you're home for what uh, another week or so and then you're off to Portugal is that right yeah what's going on over there talk to us yeah so I'm heading over to Portugal um, to race in the world ocean ski championships over there so we haven't been able to go and contest those obviously for the last couple of years because of COVID um, the Europeans were able to race it over there last year but the Aussies it's our first one that we've been able to race back over there so really looking forward to getting on that do you have a, do you have a level uh, a a level of comfort going back into the ocean? Is that where you prefer to be or yeah, you're more familiar with? I think so. I'm definitely more familiar with it, but I've actually jumped back in my ocean ski for the first time this week in a couple of months and it's definitely not feeling that familiar at the moment. <laughs> so I've got a lot of work to do in the next couple of weeks, but um, yeah, I'll just spend all my time in there and I'm hoping the field will come back pretty quick. Yeah, what type of swell do you expect in Portugal? Because that is the home of some of the world's biggest waves. Yeah, it's... um. Hopefully the conditions over there, I think when the conditions and the wind's really up, it's one of the best downwind courses in the world. So I'm really hoping that we're able to race in those type of conditions because, um, yeah, that'd be unreal to be able to do that. Any thoughts for you about relocating? Because I know Fletch, your cousin, who we just said, he's on the dais at the World Juniors. He's pretty much based on the Gold Coast now, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He's... um been up there because he made the open team this year they pretty much said you know we need you up here to be able to train together as a group and being in those team boats in those k4s it's really you know just getting familiar sitting in them with everybody so i think if i make the open team you know potentially down the track that might have to be a move but yeah just playing it by year at the moment and um yeah really happy down here uh, can i ask you one more question and uh i know this young lady she's she's a rival of yours but she's probably a great friend as well how incredible that Ella Beer wins a medal at the Senior mm. World Championships. And she joined Buttes and I on the radio. She's just a breath of fresh air and such a superb talent. She is. Ella is an absolutely phenomenal athlete. And to see her go over and race in her first Open World Champs as well over in Canada. And she was in the K4. She's actually stroking the K4. So she's in seat one. She's got a lot of responsibility on her shoulders. But she put together an absolutely phenomenal race. And that, their crew just executed one, I think, their perfect race. So it was absolutely awesome to be able to watch that. I was cheering from back here. And, um, yeah, really, really stoked for Ella. Yeah. You know, imagine what that does in the countdown to Paris in a couple of years' time. Are you... Um are you thinking expectations for the World Ocean Paddling Championships? Are you thinking medals or what are your expectations? I'd love to go over there and medal, yeah. I'm definitely going over with the intention of trying to be up, yeah, right up the top end of the field. The last time I actually raced it back in 2019 was over in France and I actually won the under-23 title. But, um, yeah, sort of moving up to my last year as an under-23, but I can also contest the Open, so... Yeah, it'll be a great um, paddle and Danielle McKenzie, who I'm often really close tussling with, she's the reigning o Open World Champion, so I'd love to go over there and, yeah, be as close to her as I can. Yeah, so will you, be, will you be competing in both, the 23s and the Opens? Yeah. So you're going to have a busy schedule, yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, 
yeah, it should be good fun. Hopefully the conditions are good and it'll be really enjoyable. Yeah, defending your own title. How cool. And how long is the race? 20 kilometres. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that'll be over and done with in no time, Buttes. Uh, if there's, you know, some good downwind swell. Yeah. Hey, uh, another round of applause. Oh, of course. Uh, yes, of already course. a world junior champion herself and back from the kayak world championships with a couple of top six results, the great Gemma Smith. Thank you so much for having me.